Welcome to Read My Lips Radio, a lively hour of unscripted conversations with savvy creatives. Producer and host, a.k.a. Radio Red, asks novelists, artists, photographers, designers, comedians, actors, musicians, composers, screenwriters, directors, and technology innovators about their creative passion, inspirational muses, and how they create. Ooh, how those lips can talk. Now, here's AKA Radio Red. Welcome, 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 welcome. That's four guests today. Thank you so much to Ryan Treasure, the VP of Broadcast Operations at Voice America Radio. We're on the Empowerment Channel Live, and we're live streaming to Facebook. My guests say hello and wave hello to Facebook. Here we are. It's Radio Red and her wonderful panel of merry creative people. I've got four such diverse and interesting creatives today. But first, before I introduce my guests, and I'm going to have them tell each of them them, each of them will tell us a little bit about who they are and what their passion is for creativity. We have to do something we do every week. If you've heard the show, you know we have to do a shout out to LLL. So on the count of three, I'm going to say hello, LLL, and everybody join me. One, two, three. Hello, Now That's lovely, lanky Laura Legs, my most loyal listener. She lives in Whitestone, New York, and I'm still taking up a fictitious GoFundMe account to move her to London. So she can be lovely, lanky Laura Legs, our most loyal listener in London. Okay, I've been doing this for years. We still haven't raised enough money, but maybe we'll do it <laughs> crypto and nobody will know the difference. There you go. Today is September 27th. We couldn't wait to get out of 2020. And now 2021 to me is just zipping on by. This is the 270th day of the Gregorian calendar. Everybody say thank you to Greg. One, two, three. Thank, thank you, Greg. Greg. I think his mother might have called him Greggy. I'm not sure, but he has a really decent calendar and we're still using it. So it must be good. There are 95 days left in 2021. And the reason I tell you that to my listeners, my viewers, and my my colleagues on the panel today, my guests, is that if you're planning on a really, really big celebration or something really special, December 31st, 2021, to usher in, which we hope will be truly a better year in 2022, oh, we can only hope and pray, you're going to want to have something special to drink. So if you're planning to buy something from a, an online wine store, liquor store, whatever, the shelves are going to be virtually and literally empty very quickly. If you're planning to make Kahlua in the bathtub or still whiskey in the backyard, or if you're planning to do some kind of drink you want to brew in the sink in your garage, you should start now because 95 days is not a lot of time for something to set in. The Western Zodiac time today, the sign is Virgo. If that means something to you, that's a wonderful thing. So let me tell you who my very special guests are today. We'll go around the table in a second. First, they're going to wave when I call their name. First up, we have a returning guest. She's lovely. She's smart. She's very creative. She's an artist, and she can teach you how to scribble. It's Margaret Welty, W-E-L-T-Y. She's back. She has taught not 10 people, not 100 people, not 500 people, thousands and thousands of people to draw, starting with scribbling and stick figures. Now, who can't figure that out? She has created large-scale commissioned artworks for public and private institutions. And she hosts a YouTube, I think we have a dog barking somewhere, hosts a YouTube show on her own channel called Draw Here Now. Margaret, say hello. Hello, everybody. Welcome. Nice 
Nice to have you back. We'll talk to you in just a minute. Let's go around the table. Beth Dessen Duffy is with us. I met her at the Publicity Summit recently. She's a former, get this, a former senior public affairs representative at Electric Company in Philadelphia. She educated people about home energy conservation. What in the world is she doing on a show about creativity? Well, she created something called the Christmas Tree of Kindness app. And she and her family want to keep the holiday focus on kindness and giving. And Beth, I would say what your app is all about is what we want to keep every day, regardless of which holiday you celebrate. We have a lot of holidays we're going to talk about. Beth, say hello. I would agree. There she is. Thank you very much. (laughs) We have Dr. Alan Tomala. Did I say that correctly? Tomala, yes. There you go. He is a licensed psychologist. We always have somebody who really knows how the mind works here on the show. He works with families, businesses, and organizations. Why? To help them lead happier, healthier lives and to grow success. And we're going to find out how creativity applies to Dr. Allen's practice. Dr. Allen, say hello. Hello. There we are. And our fourth guest was introduced to me by Beth, Beth Duffy, and I'm so pleased to welcome Caitlin Raver, M.E.D. is her her title afterwards. She founded Rave, R-A-V-E, those are the first four letters of her last name, Raver, Art and Design. She promotes working artists. Get this, Margaret. She promotes working artists to a global audience. She was raised as a, a third country kid, TCK in Arabia. She'll tell us about that. She traveled around the world, and she's fascinated with global cultures, historic civilizations, art movements, and pop culture trends. Caitlin, wave hello. Hello. Yes, we've got her. And we want to all do a shout out to Josh, my engineer extraordinaire. Everybody say, thank you, Josh. Thank Thank you, Josh. Josh. See, he's the one who's controlling how good, I control how good you look, he controls how good you sound. And our topic today is the power of shared creativity. That's what I'm calling. I'm running out of things to say about the title of the show, so I'm just (laughs) grabbing at words. So welcome, everybody. Thank you so much. I'm delighted to have this panel. And uh, interestingly enough, we had somebody who couldn't make it who was scheduled, and I needed a guest. I asked everybody, Beth said, oh, I know somebody. Her name is Caitlin. And she reached out. And then I said, well, I can't really wait. I have to put the show together and I went through the upcoming guests and I saw Margaret's name pop up and I said Margaret you want to move up two weeks and she said sure so we ended up with four today and I think that's a beautiful thing so there (laughs) goodness goodness just gravitates there you go when you're being creative I'm going to put Margaret I'm going to put you on full screen speaker view take about three minutes please add to your bio what do you do what's your take on creativity welcome back by the way and uh, just tell us a little bit about your passion for your creativity and then we'll go around the table and have each of you introduce yourself margaret welty hello go ahead hello and red i love the name of the show today because creativity is actually what you share with yourself and if you're not sharing your creativity with yourself you're really not getting a chance to share yourself with yourself your real deep self and creativity is also something that we share with others and so i'm promoting families to draw together so that they can pull together and get into that state of mind where we really really want to communicate our deepest thoughts so when i was in seventh grade this is when it all started because unbeknownst to me i drew because drawing to me was like walking talking and breathing although nobody noticed it, which was a good thing. So I get into seventh grade, I mean, I'm seven, and I get into second grade, and we're gonna draw the principal. And we're thinking, this is very cool. 
but we haven't had any instruction on it. We never draw in the class at all, but we're going to do this thing that the teacher thinks is great. And of course, we think it's great. And the principal's a very important person. So he's going to come to our class. So he comes to our class and he sits down and then we all get quiet and we all get our crayons and we have our paper and we all get to draw what's called a portrait of the principal. <laughs> and so we all draw and then we stop and everybody checks out everybody else's and we look and we look and then everybody looks at mine. And I'm kind of uncomfortable with that. I'm not excited about that, but I see these eyes and it has never left me from seven to almost 70 how much these kids wanted to draw and how much they knew that I was the only person in the room who could teach them how to do that. So my whole life ends up not necessarily being planned for that, but being that where I have to learn when I walk into my first college drawing class that I'm teaching. And this is in 1990. And I've already taught color theory and I've already taught painting and I've already taught scads of fiber art classes in Southern California. And I'm in Northern California and I'm in kind of a little town and I'm in a portable building that is not very fancy <laughs> at all. But I tell them what this room is not real, but what we do here is very real. And that seems to always work. So we start to learn to draw and I'm excited and they're excited. I've never gotten to teach a drawing class before and then nothing works. And so if nothing's worked for you, you're not alone <laughs> because nothing works until you work it as a child, until you actually move your, now we can hear about this from psychologists here, until you set up your brain, your hands, your eyes and your heart to be able to all work together in order to draw. So that's what I finally did. It took me about 20 years to develop a method, which had already been developed by every child in the universe, which is <laughs> <laughs> scribbling awesome. and stick figures. The wisdom of children should be your wisdom and let go, you know, wanna test yourself on vulnerability, just start scribbling like you mean it. So. Margaret, thank you very much. What a beautiful introduction. I, that was very inspiring. I don't remember you telling me that when you were on my show a couple of years ago. So I'm very And if you did, I apologize for forgetting, no. but I, I love hearing it all over again. Thank you so much to talk about with you. We're going to move on to Beth, Des, and Duffy. Beth, so happy to have you here. So happy I met you at the Publicity Summit, the virtual summit, a couple of months ago, I think it was. I, there's another one coming up this Thursday. I'll be meeting another 80 or 90 people, actually. Beth, I'm putting you on speaker view. Would you please honor us with a background on what does creativity mean to you and talk a little bit about your app and why you did it? Go ahead, Beth. Thank you for this opportunity, uh, Red, to be with you. And um, so creativity um, to me and to our family now means practicing kindness with the Christmas Tree of Kindness app. But I must say that I, I do agree with you that Kindness should be practiced all year round and not just at Christmas time. But what we found was um, this now family tradition was a helpful way for us to focus on, talk about, and practice kindness, especially during the Christmas season. So, um, you know, the question might be, is everyone creative? Well, you know, I think that people are creative in different ways, and I'm sure everyone would agree, whether it's artwork, 
whether it's a mother being creative and figuring out how she's going to accomplish her day's task, whether you're being creative in your, your job and your employment. You know, each day we're called upon to, you know, find creative ways to uh, problem solve. Um, but uh, more specifically about the app, I'd like to say that, uh, ask the question is, has ev everyone heard about the Elf on the Shelf activity? Sure. Some people haven't heard of that, but mm -hmm. I'd like to uh, compare that um, our Christmas Tree of Kindness activity is an alternative to the Elf on the Shelf activity. And in ours, each ornament on a tree is added after completing a kind act. And our activity doesn't come in a box, it comes in the app. And there are three features that I'd just like to br briefly explain. The first is a new Christmas story called The Christmas Tree That Changed the World. And it's about a young evergreen tree named Spruce <laughs> and his puppy friend, Holly, Aww. and how they have adventures, make new friends, meet Santa and Mrs. Claus, and discover a way that although they're young, each of them uh, changes the world for the better. And um, the next feature mm -hmm. in the app is an app activity. So the creator of a tree may decorate independently with ornaments or invite family and friends living down the street or around the world to join the same tree and work cooperatively. And the really neat thing is there are um, notification settings. So I could see when Red added an ornament to the tree, as well as what ornaments she selected and a description of her kind act. And when a tree is completed, everyone receives a star for the treetop and Christmas music to celebrate. <laughs> and then finally, because apps aren't everybody's bag, there's a printable activity that you can uh, print a blank spruce tree with 39 ornaments to cut out and add to your tree as kind acts are completed. So we hope everyone will take a closer look by visiting our website at christmastreeofkindness.com and consider start starting to decorate your tree today. Because I know um, uh, Red likes the, referring to the uh, Gregorian calendar countdown, and I learned today that it's 90 days until Christmas. So um, we'll all start thinking about Christmas activities very soon. Beth, thank you very much. We just got a note from LLL, and she said, what about the mensch on the bench? LLL, thank you, Laura. I was going to ask, is this, is this app applicable, Beth, to other religious celebrations uh, for a Hanukkah tree or for a Kwanzaa tree or whoever is celebrating something where there's a, a symbol that can be shared and visible? Have you done that yet? So we have been asked for a Hanukkah bush, a palm tree, various things. We would welcome the opportunity to do that. And we hope we get to the part of our um, small business enterprise that we can expand into to different areas. And LLL is, is right. I love that mensch on the bench. And I hope we can have a Hanukkah bush uh, sooner rather than later. 
Thank you very much. That was adorable. She listens, and after every show, she emails me right around 8 o'clock, 8.01 Eastern time when we're off the air, and she tells me her takeaway from each of my guests. So you're all going to get a little paragraph from LLL, and she'll tell me what she took away from you and how much she enjoyed the show. She's she's just been absolutely wonderful. I've only met her a handful of times. We were both ballroom dancers, and we met at a, at a dance at a, a temple, I think, in, in New York when I was I lived there the last 32 years before I moved to Durham. So LLA has become our most loyal listener. We're very grateful to her. Thank you, Beth. Very inspiring and adorable. I love the idea of the tree and the puppy. Let's go to Dr. Alan Tamala. Alan, welcome. We're so happy to have you here. I don't know much about your creativity. I know something you told me at the summit was very impressive. Otherwise, I wouldn't have invited you on the show. So I'm just going to put the burden on you. Take about four minutes like everybody else has and tell us, who are you and why are you here? Go ahead. Well, I, I don't know. After listening to, to Beth and Margaret, I like their stories better. So just, just keep their stories. <laughs> just make something up. <laughs> you know, um, before I was pursuing a, a degree in psychology, I was an art major. Oh. So um, yeah. when uh, I was growing up, um, I relied on my art to get grades mm-hmm. because I could always draw the subject mm-hmm. that we were, were writing about. And my drawing skills were actually better than my academic skills. And uh, so when I went away to college, I, I went away as an art major. And I really enjoyed that. But right around my junior year, I realized I'm going to be a starving artist, which scared me at the time. <laughs> so frantically, I, I was searching for another major. And uh, psychology was something that came along just because I had had a number of psychology classes, and if I went one semester longer, I could have a double major in art and psychology. So that was the route that I ended up going. But, you know, the the training that I had in studio work uh, as in, in the art department at uh, Illinois State University, that really prepared me better to be a psychologist than any of the other classes that I took. And, and the reason that that is so is because by understanding my motives and what drove me, because I was able to express those through art, uh, I was able to see certain paths to touching and reaching other people. So I, I often see the process of therapy as a very creative process as opposed to an academic process. Uh, if, if I can't touch that inner child of that other person, um, then I'm not going to be able to get them to be inspired about anything. So um, mm-hmm. I, I find that that to be the most important training that I've had as a psychologist was the training that I've had in art. That is very, very interesting. And I was a psychology major as well, Alan. And uh, because I, I was a young married who needed to become a young single mom and divorce, I needed a quick fix pro- profession, and I didn't have the time or the money to pursue an advanced degree in psychology. And I loved my psychology studies at Sarah Lawrence College, if anybody remembers, when it was all girls, uh-huh, and then finished up at Boston University because I followed my husband. He went to Harvard, and I went to BU. But what's interesting is that I, I chose a completely what you would think would be a completely non-creative field. I chose computer programming and operations because I could get a two-year degree at a community college, which was my graduate school, 
But what I discovered, much to my surprise, and maybe everybody else's surprise here, is that when you're given a blank piece of paper, Margaret, you can identify with this, a blank piece of paper and told to solve a problem, and you're given a language, which in my case was COBOL or BL1 or assembly language or Fortran or whatever it was, and you're told to solve a problem, and you solve that problem with a code with languages, you are creating the path from A, the problem, to B, the solution in your very own creative way. And I didn't realize at the time that I was being creative with the code I had, which were my brushes, right? My brushes and my colors and my my paint media. I've, I've never really thought about that. So anyway, just very interesting. I was too shy for media and I ended up in radio and, and TV and what can I tell you? So it's 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 been a creative path. Alan, thank you so much. We'll talk to you more. And, and I did not know that you were had an art background. I did not know. And, and we're, we're going to talk about this a lot more. So thank you. And now let's get to Caitlin Raver. Caitlin, by way of Beth, Des, and Duffy, we're so happy to have you here. Caitlin, you and I met on email about three and a half days ago. And so this is the first time I've seen you in poison, as they say. And I'm going to put you on speaker view. Would you please introduce yourself? You've had quite an interesting life as well. Caitlin, welcome. Go ahead. Yes, my creative story in a nutshell. Oh my gosh, I come from a long line of creatives. Um, on my mom's side, my grandparents were both musicians and educators, um, uh, organist and uh, swing band, <laughs> um, but also teachers. So it came right down the pike. My parents were both teachers, but music was expected. We sang for hours on Christmas Eve, uh, the whole family. So um, I can remember when my parents took us to Arabia, I was six years old, and we would, my sister and I would gather the neighborhood kids, and we had the dress-up box, and we would make the other kids act out Peter and the Wolf as we played it on a record player. And I was always like the director and the costumer, and you know, and we would we would perform Sound of Music, the whole thing, and sell tickets to our family. It was crazy. So we've always been creative. I remember just coloring and coloring and coloring at five years old, uh, seven and eight. I always I have a theory that seven and eight year olds, what you were really fascinated about then, what you gave you joy, what you were messing with, was really what drives you now. So mine was kind of the fashion plate Barbie stuff and collecting. I collected and did Legos. I um, collected the dolls with all the different costumes of the world. Uh, you know, just, I was always a curator. I was always ordering things. I was always about color. But the reason I do rave art and design now is because when I was seven, we got to go to Paris and I went to the Louvre and saw the coronation of Napoleon on that huge wall. It takes up the entire wall and I just remember being fascinated by the lace mm -hmm. that a drop of white paint could look 3D on the 2D print and just how amazing those artists were to create that realism the way they do. And I have never felt the need to figure that out or have that eye <laughs> or do that drawing myself. Um, I stuck with the acting and the performing and the voiceover and that kind of stuff. Um, but I realized I've always, always been in love with art that, you know, you can't not drag me to a museum, you, you know, like twist my arm, I will be there. <laughs> um, and I think it's the language of art that just speaks to me in any form, whether it's dance or 
fine art or photography or performance, um, any of it. And so what I realized uh, is just that our, our artists don't can't sell and produce and be who they are without the audience. And so I started this to make sure the audience was out there um, appreciating the awesomeness of the creators. Um, and I'm creative in that as well, you know, and I went into teaching and, and I, I've actually done distance running coaching too. And I've found that my creation is through those curriculums or give me, give me a theme, a, you know, anything, and I will run with it. I will figure it out. I'll make it beautiful. I'm all about the aesthetics. And then I just love encouraging other people to enjoy it as much as I do <laughs> with all my passion and enthusiasm. Thank so, you. Yeah, go ahead. Finish. Oh, I was just going to say that the piece right behind me, and I know the, the listeners can't see it, but it was actually the, through the cross-country coaching. It was an artist, um, a father of one of my girls, uh, cross-country girls, that said, oh, by the way, I'm having a show. Would you like to come? And I said, oh, I bet you didn't know I was an art history major. I love art. And I actually visited him in his studio, and I saw his first piece, and I said, oh, my gosh, that needs a little something here, because I understand composition. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm so rude. And he's like, no, no, you're right. And we just talked art for like an hour. And then he's like, oh, if you ever sell something for me, you'll, you can get a commission. And I was like, oh, what is this job? I did not know. We Googled it, you know, and it was like, you can call it art consultant, art broker, art dealer. I'm like, I think I can do this. I would love to, to share everybody's art. So that's what I've been working on for several years now. And Beth helped me up in Canada when I ended up in Canada and met her for a couple of years and then came back to Columbus, Ohio area. And Columbus is a burgeoning art area. It's fabulous. Lots going on here. Thank you, Caitlin. So nice to meet you. And Caitlin and I may connect on a brokering basis there because I'm ready to sell my art. I've only done uh, about 150 paintings in the past year and a half or so. I don't think it had anything to do with COVID because I work from home anyway, so it didn't really matter. But I just some weekends I'll do four or five or six or eight pieces and I'm, I'm running out of wall space. My garage is one of my art galleries. I got about 50 pieces on the garage walls and living room and my music room and my office here. I got 20 pieces in here. So Caitlin and I will be talking interesting. Uh, I'm, I'm so grateful to all of you. I'm so intrigued with the intersection of ways of interpreting creativity and things like what I said as a programmer, I thought, oh, you got to be strong in math to be a programmer. Well, you have to be have a creative way of solving problems. So creativity is really a very big word. It doesn't mean I have to pick up a pencil, right, Margaret, or, or a marker, or Caitlin, I have to have a painting for somebody, and, and Alan, I have to have a, a problem to go to a creative psychologist who has an art background degree, or Beth, I have to think of a way to create a, a reason and a proof of kindness through somebody's app. These are all wonderful ways you've all found to express creativity. So I have a quick question around the table. Do you wake up every morning and say, I'm a creative person? Just a one word answer, yes or no. Margaret? It's not how I say it. I just wait for the download every morning so I know what to do. Oh, okay. Beth, do you wake up and say, I'm a creative person? No, but I think I will tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was good. That was really, really good. Alan, how about you? Do you think? Absolutely, but I don't use the word creative. What do you say? I, I uh, kind of go through a, a series of, of 
um, I guess, creative steps, um, but they emerge for me, so I have to be the creative person. Okay. And Caitlin, what about you? You wake up and say, I'm creative. I say I am light and love today. I'll, I'll give you all an example of, of how I live. A friend brought over some things he wanted to throw away, and he doesn't have a recycle bin, just a gar- and it was recycle week. And he said, hey, you got room in your, your garbage bin. I said, sure. And he takes out these tall columns that are about eight inches in diameter, very heavy. They were from a former poster bed he had in another house where he lived in, in New York. These are big, heavy columns that apparently held up the poster where there was some kind of design. And they're kind of a, a bumpy a, a bumpy shell, I'll say. They're very heavy. And some of them, two of them were about three feet tall and two of them were five feet tall. And I took a look and I said, we're not throwing them away. And he said, why? I said, they're going on my screened porch because I have a portable greenhouse and I have plants that need more sunshine. Let me go in the greenhouse, take out some potted plants that are about four inches in diameter on the pot and put them in the top of these columns and let them face outside. I have a, there's a pond in the backyard. There's 20 houses that share a pond with a lighted fountain at night. It's beautiful. And let me put these plants out just so I can enjoy them and not inside the greenhouse. Well, he said, okay. So we drag these things out. They, they're not in the garbage. There are four of them now. I found four plants that fit into the openings that don't fall through. Obviously, it's easy to water because if it goes through the bottom, it's just going to the tile floor. But my point is, then I said, I want to decorate these white column things. So I had some uh, duct tape, red. My garage where my art gallery, one of my art galleries is, has red and black tape running the length of the walls. It's white on the top and charcoal gray on the bottom. And then the, the tape with two lines and the floor. I designed the floor of the garage in red and white and black tiles. It's like two racing stripes. It's two bays for two cars. Anyway, I didn't even know I was doing that. So we took the red tape and we very carefully put it around one ring on the top of the white columns and then about two inches down, a ring of black duct tape. So now two of the columns, the short ones, because I ran out of tape, have a red Mm. ring and a black ring and now they look like on purpose decorated Mm. columns to hold plants. These were supposed to go in the garbage today and they now live on my back porch. So I don't wake up and say I'm creative, but I see something like that and one of my guests a couple weeks ago said, she defined creativity as seeing purpose and use for things that either other people don't see or that you never thought of before, where you ins- you're inspired to create something or repurpose something. Anybody want to comment on that? You don't have to talk about what I did. Anybody raise your hand? Anybody want to make a comment about, does that happen to you where you see something you say, I want to make something out of it? Margaret or Caitlin? Caitlin's yeah. looking up. Go ahead. It happens all the time. You know, that's the whole thing. There's dots that exist, and then there's the dots that you have that you combine with the dots that exist. And you could say anything for dots, whether they're poles in your yard or uh, there's buttons that you find someplace or there's concepts that you find in books. And then you're you're taking this from this book or like me, I'm taking this from uh, being a nationally um, acclaimed a swimmer in high school and this over here from when I herded dogs and I combine all that into every day that I teach. I have just so many different things that I pull from that help me understand how humans learn how to draw. Let's get the psychologist's point of view there. Alan, you want to comment there? Sure. It, follow those flashes of inspiration. They'll always lead you someplace wonderful. <laughs> oh, I like that. A man, a few words, but you pack a punch. Caitlin, anything you want to add there? I just kept thinking about 
cooking and that that's where I have vision and yep. in, in entertainment and hosting that yep. like I said if I get a theme and have that vision I, I create it you know and that's that's kind of where my eye goes on that kind of thing and it's usually about people and relationships and those conversations and being that salon host <laughs> thank you Beth you want to chime in here anything sure um you know what Alan said you know sparking thought the interesting thing about Christmas Tree of Kindness is that it's a new slant on an old tradition, which is decorating trees with ornaments. But, you know, it brings meaning to putting ornaments on a tree. And um, when uh, the idea first came to our fa family, it was a little bit like a flash. And if anything, we thought, man, we don't have good ideas all the time. We better run with this one. <laughs> <laughs> That that is funny. That's very introspective. That's yes. Gra grab it. Gra love the idea you're with. Let's just leave it there. I want to move to another part of the. It's already 34 minutes after the hour, and we haven't gotten to half of what I wanted to cover. But I'm loving the conversation. Uh, this is a magical foursome, the four of you, and I really appreciate all of you. And I hope our our viewers on Facebook are saying, "Wow, this is really some show this week, Red. Look at that." <laughs> I want to do a couple of birthday shout-outs for people I think are famous, but I'm. Not so sure. And then I have, I pick unusual names of social media stars every week now. It's a new thing I do. Rappers, TikTok stars, YouTube stars, people you and I, all of us have probably never heard of, but they're celebrating a birthday today. So first of all, anybody remember or know who Dennis Lawson is? He spells Dennis with one S. Dennis Lawson, he's a Scottish actor. If you happen to, like I did, come across a series called New Tricks, it's a British detective series about a woman who is kind of almost put out to pasture as her job as a detective inspector, but they give her three retired cops, ex-detectives, and they give her cases, often cold cases, and say, go solve them. Well, in the many seasons later, Dennis Lawson was one of her retired detectives. She got, and they're charming and they're very funny. He played D.I. Steve McAndrew. So, Dennis Lawson, happy birthday. We all know who Meatloaf is, right? American singer, songwriter, producer, actor. Can you believe he's 73 today? Meatloaf, 73. I just shocked. How? Gwyneth Paltrow, she's all of 48. She certainly lived large all these years. She's now a businesswoman and a blogger. Lil Wayne, the act, he's a rapper, producer, actor. He's 38 in April Levine. Canadian singer, songwriter, actress, and now she's a fashion designer. Happy birthday. Here are the unusual names. We have somebody named, I swear, Trick Daddy, a rapper who's 47. <laughs> I don't even want to go there. Then we have somebody named Noisy, N-O-I-Z-Y. Happy 34th birthday, rapper Noisy. Then we have a movie actor, believe it or not, whose name is Astro. Wasn't Astro the dog on the Jetsons? Absolutely. Al Alan remembers, yes. That's then we have... We have a TikTok star who's 20 today who's named Demon Spit with two eyes and spit. I have no idea. If they're listening, I, we're really wishing you a happy birthday. We are. We have a YouTube star named L Bat, E-L-L-B-A-T, one name like Ellen Bat. I don't know. Maybe it's part of Bat Mitzvah. I, I, bat Mitzvah, I don't know. I made that up. And then we have a YouTube star who's 29 today, and his name is It's Your Boy. I'll spell that for you. Alan, listen to this. I T S. Y-E-B-O-I. It's your boy. That's his name. It's your okay, we'll move on. I want to do some holidays now. Today is September 27th. It's National Chocolate Milk Day. Who still drinks chocolate milk? Anybody? I'll go through these fast. Caitlin, do you mix it yourself or do you buy it in the carton? Come on, admit. Oval 
Ovaltine for my 13-year-old son because it's got a little bit of uh, vitamins in it. (laughs) (laughs) I remember. Well, does anybody remember You Bet chocolate syrup, one of the best chocolate syrups on the planet? It was Fox's You Bet. And I was a reporter for the Great Neck Record newspaper, and they said to me, one of the mayors, we had 15 villages, they all had their own mayors, their own police departments, yada, yada. Go go talk to Mr. Mr. Fox from the neighboring, I was in Kensington, he was in uh, the village of Great Neck Estates. Go talk. I interviewed him, and afterwards I said, well, Fox, you know, that's a very common name in New York on Long Island. He said, yeah, I'm I'm the grandson of the founders of Fox's You Bet Syrup. I said, oh, my God, be still my heart. I still buy that stuff. And he said, I'm going to send you a case. So a case arrived. <laughs> it was like, yeah, if I loved gold or if I loved it, you know, it was like I didn't bathe in it, but I gave a lot of it away. So now if I, if I really want to indulge, I'll buy a gallon on Amazon and just fill a smaller bottle and use it very sparingly. But if you haven't been treated to you, the letter U-B-E-T, chocolate syrup, it's in a class by itself. Okay, so chocolate milk day. It's also no excuses day. I'm not making any excuses. And it's crush a, crush a can day. Now, today is recycling day here in my neighborhood. So crush a can is crush those cans before you put them in the recycling bin. Apparently, that's part of sustainability and part of uh, em- cutting down in greenhouse gases. I'm not going to give a lesson on that today, but that's it. Tomorrow is Tuesday. Raise your hand if you're going to celebrate. It's National Fish Tank Floor Show Night. Seriously? Uh, Alan's thinking about it. He's not sure. Caitlin, she's not going to celebrate that. It's also Ask a Stupid Question Day. I didn't make these up. This is a real calendar. Ask a Stupid Question Day tomorrow. You get a free pass. Anybody going to ask a stupid question? I just asked one. (laughs) Margaret, Margaret, what are you going to ask? You want to tell us? I'm, I'm going to, um, I guess I'll make one up and then I'm going to encourage my students. I'm going to teach tomorrow night to ask a stupid question. That would be fun to put in the chat. What's there, your stupid question? For and I day? can send you the link to the national calendar and they seem to change by the week. It's also national drink beer day. I wouldn't tell that to your students, but the better one is it's national good neighbor day. Aww. Okay. I'm going to take a pass on that one. Okay. December, no, I'm moving ahead already. September 29th is Wednesday. It's National Coffee Day. Who still drinks coffee once in a while? All, all the time. Uh, Alan, why? Yes or no? Uh, tea. I'm a tea drinker. Tea drinker. Okay. Well, I will tell you that the less often I drink coffee, the more powerful the caffeine is, and I can hit the ceiling and fly for two hours if I have a cup of full-calf coffee these days. So I have to be very, very careful. It's also, well, coincidentally, it's National Starbucks Day, kids, on Wednesday. I wonder where that came from. It's also World Heart Day. We'll we'll hope for good heart for everybody, yes. Now, Thursday, September 30th, is International Podcast Day. I'll be celebrating that. And it's National Love People Day. Oh, don't we all love people? Nice people, good people, creative people? We try, don't we? Okay. Now, let's see. Friday, October 1st is International Coffee Day. That's too many coffee days in one week. I'm sorry. we got to stop that one. It's National Black Dog Day. Does anybody have a black dog? Half black. Half, okay. Well, you can celebrate the right half or the left half of your dog that day, I guess. It's National Fire Pup Day. There you go, fire pup, aren't they black and white Dalmatians? Isn't that the fire dogs? Okay, Mm -hmm. so now we know. It's National Hair Day. I don't know whether you're supposed to get it done or look at it or touch it or pull it out. I'm not sure. It's Homemade Cookies Day. Anybody going to be baking on Friday? Mm -hmm. Caitlin, what's your favorite cookie to bake? Oh, definitely the chocolate chip cookies in our house. 
Oh, do you do a mix or you do the Toll House recipe from the bag or what do you use? Old school Betty Crocker right out of hers. Oh, okay. All right. And let's see what else we've got here. Um, It is uh, National Homemade, all right, Poetry Day. Mm. National Poetry Day. It's World Smile Day. So you could write a poem about smiling. I love to smile and all the while I'll walk a mile in my own style. It's National Smile Day. How did I do? I've always wanted to rap. Next show, I'll rap. You come back, Alan. You'll help me with it. And you can make the noises. And uh, it's also World Vegetarian Day. Is anybody here a vegetarian? Not yet. (laughs) I gave up red meat about 40 years ago, but that doesn't mean I gave up food, obviously. So what can I tell you? Saturday. What's your what? I'm a vegan. What's a vegan? A meat eating vegetarian. He's creative. Now, October 1st, Friday, I, we did that. Saturday is International Day of Nonviolence. I think that's important for all of us. Yes, yes, yes. And it's national. Here's something interesting. Saturday is Name Your Car Day. Does anybody have a name for their car? Caitlin, do you name your car? I just call myself an Uber mom. Uber mom. Beth, you, if you had to name your car, what would you call your car? Well... Yes, uh, we still have a van, and uh, I used to love Scooby-Doo and the Mystery Machine, so I think we've had so many adventures with the kids and all the activities, and we still have the same car. It's the Mystery Machine, because you never know what we're going to do next. (laughs) I love that. Margaret, would you name a car? Do you have a name for your car? No, but it's my birthday on October 2nd, and I do know two people that are born on that day, and I think they describe me pretty well. One is Gandhi, so it doesn't surprise me that it's National Nonviolence Day. There you go. Very much celebrated in India. And the other one is Groucho Marx. So Groucho Gandhi Marx. and Groucho Marx share a birthday on October 2nd. With and, me. and with that, and happy birthday. I'm the seventh, by the way. I'm a oh. Libra, Libra baby also. And Ryan, the gentleman whose voice you heard at the beginning mm-hmm. of the show, he and I are brothers and sisters from another mother and three other generations mm-hmm. separated. Wow. We'll, leave, we'll leave that one alone. Yes, yes, fast, <laughs> fast true friends. Uh, so what would you name your car, Margaret? Would it be Groucho Marx? Well, a for a car. well um, my, um, my <clears throat> car is an Atlas, and the thing that I like about it is it's a VW. And my very first car was named Tarzan because it was TZN436. And my art teacher bought it. And then she and her husband sold it to me, a 67 VW bus named Tarzan. I like that. That's cool. Alan, would you name your car or is it already named? I used to have a a station wagon named Killer because it it attracted uh, deer. But, but now I have Sparky. Uh, I'm, I drive a truck now, and Sparky is in the hospital right now. So, where's the Sparky? Okay, well, we send our regards to Sparky. I haven't named my new car. I'll tell you all after the show why I have a new car that I didn't really want. But the one I missed, it's no longer around. Uh, it was just gorgeous, one of my sports cars. And I'll, I'll tell you the story another time. But I'm here, and that's important. I haven't thought about naming the new car yet. I still haven't warmed up to it yet, but we'll, we'll <laughs> see about that. And Sunday, October 3rd, is National Mean Girls Day. Mm. Anybody here a mean girl? Beth, you're trying to get rid of mean girls through your kindness app, aren't you? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I thought so. Well, we won't celebrate Mean Girls Day. It's also National Boyfriend Day, mm-hmm. which is interesting. And it's also National Kevin Day. Does anybody know why there's a day named after Kevin? Alan, has this ever come up in your practice? 
No. Okay, I'll tell you. In 1963, I know this right off the top. I, I just memorized these facts. I'm just a, you know, I, I just <laughs> hold on to these. Uh, Kevin was the 11th most popular name for boys mm. chosen in the United States. However, by 2016, it had fallen to 89th. National Kevin Day is also called National Hug a Kevin Day. Not to be confused with the, the British comedian Kevin Day. <laughs> there was a guy named Kevin Day. So it's either October 3rd or April 20th, depending on how much social media says it's Hug a Kevin and Happy Kevin Day. So I'm not sure whether we're having it on anyway, October 3rd or April 20th. But just remember, if you know a Kevin you know, stand clear, but say, hey, I send you a hug. That's good enough. October 4th, next Monday, National Child Health Day. It's National Cinnamon Roll Day. Okay, I gave those up a while ago. Golf Lovers Day, Taco Day. It's National Vodka Day next Monday, and it's World Animal Day. How many people will be having vodka with a taco? You can admit it here. Nobody's watching. Nobody's watching. We're just on. Vodtoberfest. But, yeah, Vodtoberfest. Yes, absolutely. Uh, I think we have enough time to sneak in some quotes here. I'm going to read the quote you each sent me and just take about two minutes max because I want to make sure we get something from everybody here. Margaret Welty has sent me a favorite quote from uh, Lee Craster, played by Marsha Gay Harden, artist and Pollock's wife. She was she played Jackson Pollock's wife. The movie was Pollock 2000, American biographical film, the story life story of American painter Jason Pollock. And here is the quote. Um, the quote, she says, the lead up is, you're not just randomly putting paint on the canvas, you're painting something. You can't abstract from nothing. You can only abstract from life, from nature. And Jason Pollock, the follow-up line, Margaret, says, played by Ed Harris, I am nature. Margaret, how'd you find this one? Talk two minutes. What do you think? <laughs> well, I just loved it because that's the thing is we are nature. And it's, it's not abstract. Even if you're scribbling or whatever you're doing, you are coming from yourself and you are nature. And the more we cut out of our material uh, mindset these days and find out how much magic there is in nature and how much magic there is in us, then um, through drawing, but through anything, cooking, um, bubble wrap painting <laughs> with acrylic paints, you know, like you do and everything you do, like taking this and making it that, that's all coming from our nature. And, um, you know, nature kind of rules. Very, very cool. I had a guest on the show recently tell me that we're all expressing what the angels are expressing mm -hmm. through us. We're channeling. Mm -hmm. I, I'm not big on that, but I listened when he told me. Uh, you may know him. It's Dr. George Vinay, V-I-N-E-Y, who I met at the summit, and he's been on a couple shows. It'll be very interesting. He's a psychologist, by the way, mm -hmm. Alan, with not an art background, but a comedy and music and stand-up comedy background. Mm -hmm. Very interesting guy. Oh. And he wrote to me, and he said, it's, it's the angels and the spirits coming through the art. So when I... I do a painting and I pour acrylic paint pouring and all of a sudden I step back and I say, wait a minute, there are three elephants marching across my page. I didn't invite them there. I didn't put them there. I didn't draw them there. I didn't tell the paint pour in that direction and make the elephant with the trunk and the ears and all that. They're there because the angel was inter angel wanted them in my painting so i i got to wrap myself around that one and i do use bubble wrap as a as a painting tool but, um margaret knows that cuz i did one last night okay beth beth Duffy picked a quote from 
Buddy Hobbs, a.k.a. Buddy the Elf, played by Will Ferrell. Very iconic. Elf, 2003 American, of course, Christmas comedy film directed by John Favreau, starring Will Ferrell, James, Jimmy Kahn, Zoe Deschanel, Mary Steenburgen, and Bob Newhart was in it, and Ed Asner, who left us recently. And here is the quote. I just like to smile. Smiling is my favorite. Beth, how'd you find this one? It's lovely. Talk to me. Um, so all I can say is just hearing that quote makes me smile. <laughs> and I, I think that um, it just speaks to me and perhaps to everyone else because we know in um, our day-to-day lives, uh, whether it's going to work or to the store or running an errand, uh, smiling is really a gift you give to another person. And uh, I appreciate receiving smiles from others, and I, I'm happy to give them to others. So that one really resonates with me. And Thank besides you. that, I love Buddy the Elf. Yes. I, I don't know how you can't not love Buddy the Elf. I agree. Right. Dr. Alan Tomla sent us a quote from Hunk Scarecrow. I didn't know Scarecrow had a first name, Alan. It's Hunk. Hunk Scarecrow, played by Ray Bolger, when he received his brain in The Wizard of Oz, 1939 American musical fantasy film. And this was also a quote, I don't know if you know this, Alan, from Gilbert and Sullivan's light opera, The HMS Pinafore. This was a line from Pinafore. And here is the quote, Oh joy, oh rapture unforeseen. Oh, I just want to get up and dance or paint when I read that. Mm. Alan, how'd you find this one? Fascinating. Go ahead. I think I was uh, feeling nostalgic when you asked that question. There's so many movies, it's hard to choose just one quote. But uh, I I think I like that. Uh, In addition to traveling through uh, Chesterton, Indiana at the time where they have the Wizard of Oz Festival, um, I I just was drawn to that quote that particular day because a lot of times people, when I'm I'm working with them, uh, they'll say, oh, yeah, I like that. Or, you know, oh, sweet. and it's just kind of matter of fact, but you know, who, who gets to say joy, rapture, and, and really feel that and mean that. Uh, so I, I think it's a, a very healthy thing to do. I like that. And I'll tell you, I used to have a stockbroker who I think was Dutch and his name was uh, Teo. He, instead of Theo, he called himself Teo. And we would talk on the phone years ago and I'd say, how are you, Teo? And he'd say, every day better. <laughs> and I like that. There was, mm-hmm. rather than, oh, what a crappy day I had yesterday, thank God it's better. It was every day better. And I thought that was a really cool way to answer the question. You know, two psychologists meet in an elevator. One says, how are you? And the other says, I wonder what he means by that. We've all heard that one. Yes, open the elevator doors and let them out. Caitlin Raver said to me, I don't really know any quotes. I don't know any movie lines. And then she said, it's all good. Is that anywhere? And I said, you bet. It's a Bob Dylan song. It's actually one of my favorite. It's from his 2009 album, Together Through Life. I'm just going to read a little bit, Caitlin. Talk about me, babe, if you must. Throw out the dirt, pile on the dust. I'd do the same thing if I could. You know what they say? They say, it's all good. All good. It's all good. One, If you haven't heard that from Bob Dylan, everybody, go find it. Really, really cool. Caitlin, are you happy with your quote that we came up with together? Talk to me. What does it mean to you? Go ahead. It has been our mantra in our house since I was a young married woman. Uh, my husband taught it to me, and anytime I was feeling anxiety, and he'd just say, it's all good. You know, tomorrow's another day, and, it, you know, in, in the grand scheme of things, everything's pretty okay. And I'd be like, it just, it was such a revelation to me. And it's like, I've just lived every day since that way. Like, you know what? It's really not so bad. (laughs) This life. (laughs) 
when you start expecting joy and epic awesomeness, yeah. it's pretty awesome. So it's all good because it's all the Godiverse. <laughs> I like that. I like that. We have just a few minutes left, and I want to save one minute at the end for me to read a couple of mantras of mine that I like to close the show with. Uh, But let's just go around the table. If you have a website you would like to give out, or if you have a shout out to somebody you'd like to say hi to, we would love to have you do that right now. So, Margaret, anybody you want to say a shout out to? Hello, I was on Red's radio show again. Or do you have a website? Where can you send people? Margaret? I, I can send people to drawherenow.com. It's D-R-A-W-H-E-R-E, now, N-O-W.com. And also, if you see my name, Margaret Welty, W-E-L-T-Y, you can go to margaretwelty.com. And in either place, you can find all these awesome YouTube videos, which is also my video channel is called Draw Here Now. Very nice. And I will tell you, I learned the art or the the mess of acrylic paint pouring, I found an artist named Jilly Cube. I don't know if you're familiar with her. It's Jillian, but she goes by Jilly, G-I-L-L-Y, Cube, K-U-B-E. She's, I think, the south coast of Australia, Mm. and you never see her face on her videos. All you see is her dress and her hands on this big art table, and she she does the most gorgeous, much more on purpose than I do. But uh, art videos are really a way to learn, aren't they, Margaret? They're really... You can dive in and, and watch them at your own pace. It's, it's like almost a university of how much do I want to watch and when do I want to watch it and don't want to start it again. Thank you, Beth, Des, and Duffy. Where can people find you? Go ahead. Yes, uh, please visit ChristmasTreeOfKindness.com <clears throat> to learn more and download the app. And we're also on Facebook, Instagram as um, at ChristmasTreeOfKindness and on Twitter at XmasKindness. But I want to give a special shout out too to my husband and our child, my husband Daniel and our children Eddie and Rachel, who really focus on kindness with me. They hear a lot about um, what we're doing and they help me brainstorm. And also, you know, you just see me, but there's really a team of people that support us on social media and every day. And we appreciate you and your kindness. And um, thank you, Red, for this opportunity today. My pleasure. My new friends and old ones. Well, I know people who make friends after they've been on my show together. We need to hurry this up. Alan Tomala, talk to me. Where can people find you in your books? ABC Resources, all one word, abcresources.life. A-B-C-R-E-S-O-U-R-C-E-S dot L-I-F-E, abcresources.life. Thank you very much. And Caitlin Raver, where can people find you? I'm on Facebook with um, Rave Art and Design, so just Google that and it'll come up. It'll also say Fine Art of Appreciation because that's the name I started with, um, but that's what it's about. It's about appreciating art, so that's we're the audience, and I'm always putting more art out there featuring my favorites and just showcasing it every day. Thank you. Thank you all. I'm going to read my closing remarks. Stick around. I want to take some pictures. So here we go. Let's close with life is short. Break the rules. I bet you all of you broken at least a couple of rules. Come on. Don't have to admit it, but I know who you are. Forgive quickly because if we need to be forgiven, we can forgive others quickly. Kiss slowly. I'll tell you. It's the only way to kiss. Love truly and laugh uncontrollably and never regret anything that made you smile. And a few more words here. Work like you don't need the money even if you do. 
if you enjoy what you're doing or you talk yourself into enjoying what you're doing, it won't seem like work. It'll seem like something you do in your life. Dance like no one's watching. And when I was teaching disco and ballroom, believe me, they were watching. Sing like nobody's listening. Ah, I try not to sing on the radio. Love like you've never been hurt because, damn, we all have. So, Alan Wright, get over it. Move on. Let your heart open up. Let your heart create love and joy in another way, in another lifetime, with another person, with another part of yourself. Money talks. Chocolate sings. And last but not least, and I stole this line from somebody. Thank you for turning me on. Everybody wave goodbye. Bye-bye. Don't go away. Thank you, Red. Bye. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks again for tuning in to Read My Lips Radio, presented by the Voice America Variety Channel. Tweet your questions and comments to at Radio Red 777. Join host, a.k.a. Radio Red, again next Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We wish you a positively cool, creative week.